Joining us from The Athletic is Tim Britton. Tim, how are you? Good, Brendan. What's going on? Well, in this market, people are a little panicked. Uh, I did say ahead of yesterday's show um, that the Texas Rangers are a team that could punch you in the mouth and capable of that. And though they had lost with 16 of the last 21 before yesterday, um, they're an offense, obviously, and built as an offense that can bite you. And they absolutely did that in a game that they needed to win. Should we be afraid that the Jays uh, will be on the wrong end of Max Scherzer tonight? You know, I've seen a lot of Max Scherzer this year, yeah. uh, having covered the, the, his time with the Mets earlier this year. You know, Scherzer, he hasn't been Max, you know, it, it's not Max Scherzer, the, the big name on the marquee. He's He's been better with Texas than he was with the Mets earlier this season. Uh, but he has been prone to the home run ball. Uh, his slider just hasn't been what we're used to seeing a Max Scherzer slider beat. So I think that would be where, uh, you know, Toronto could get him uh, at Rogers Center. Uh, but it is, you know, the, these next three days are going to be so meaningful going forward because not only is you know where you're where, where the Jays and Rangers are positioned in that wild card race up for grabs, but you know potential tiebreaker between these two teams. There's no tiebreaker game in, in Major League Baseball anymore. Uh, and if Texas wins one of these next three, uh, they'll have the tiebreaker over Toronto uh, should to the two end up uh, even after 162. So with New York based with a national eye, what have you thought of the Blue Jays and how the season has played out? Because a lot of people south of the border had them pretty high to start the season, obviously. They've got the superstar names. They've got the talent. But it, it hasn't been those big names that have carried them to this point and got them within reach of a playoff spot. It's been some guys from Buffalo. It's been, it's been the other pieces. Um, so what have you, what's been your take on the Blue Jays this year? Yeah, it's been such a strange season for them because – so many of the little things you need to go right to have a really good season have gone right for them. You know, they've gotten good seasons out of like Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, you think kikuchi has been awesome in the second half, you know, Brandon belt turned it on as the season went on. David Schneider, you can't get out uh, over the last month. Uh, guy, I admit I had never heard of until he got called up. Mm-hmm. Now he's got a 500 on base percentage. Uh, so, so many of those things, you know, you know, you think of what needs to go right for a team to win a division as tough as the American league East. You need those things to go right. Uh, and, and they have for Toronto it's just the big things that have gone not necessarily wrong, but not the way you expected them to, you know, Alex Manoa, that's gone wrong for, yeah. for the Jays this year, but like, you know, Vlad Guerrero is just not having the year you expect out of him. George Springer, just not having the year you expect, uh, you know, Bo Bichette in, you know, since the injury just hasn't been, you know, himself yet. Uh, Matt Chapman since August, uh, sorry, since April, uh, hasn't been uh, the kind of player you, you expect him to be. So it's, it's kind of been a weird mishmash of, those small things going right for them, while a couple of big things have gone a little bit awry, and so that's why they they're kind of right in that middle of a wild card race instead of being you know right up there with Baltimore and Tampa Bay in the AL East. Chris Bassett has become a guy that the Blue Jays need to perform well every time he's on the mound, given some of the other issues that they've had with their pitching staff. Um, he's got an ERA under four. Um, what did you make of him when he was a, a New York Met, and uh, and and kind of what he's he's bringing to the Blue Jays right now? Yeah, I mean, he, he was exactly what the Mets wanted him to be last season, which was a, a steady rock in the rotation. Uh, at that time, you know, Jacob DeGrom and, and Scherzer had their injuries, and, and Bass led them in innings. Just was kind of a guy they could count on every fifth day. Well, you know, not a guy who's going to go out there and throw eight shutouts the, the way some other aces might, but a guy who's going to keep a good team in games consistently. That's basically what he's done for the Jays this year as well. Uh, you know, I think he was probably signed to be the number three behind Gosman and Manoa. Instead, he's been the number three behind Gosman and Kikuchi for most of the season. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the way Bassett's season ended for the Mets last year left a sour taste 
uh, certainly for, for the fan base in New York and probably for him too. Uh, you know, his last start of the regular season was a huge season, uh, series finale in Atlanta where he gets lit up. Uh, they, the Mets lose that game, basically cost them the division. And then his last his last start of the, season, the full year uh, was the post, deciding game of the postseason, uh, game three of the Padres, where he got hit hard again. Uh, so I think, you know, that's only two starts in, in his 150-whatever career starts. Uh, but uh, if he wants to kind of get a little bit of redemption for, for how last season ended, these next few weeks uh, will be important for him. And, and last night was not the greatest start. We're talking baseball with Tim Britton, senior baseball writer at The Athletic. Alec Manoa has been a talking point that no one would have expected this year. Uh, as you said, he was supposed to be near the top of the rotation, um, and now he's not going to feature probably for the rest of the season. Uh, the big story kind of coming out over the last uh, 24 hours is that he refused a demotion to AAA in August uh, and now seems to be like he's in a, you know, a, a real battle or a, a fight of perspective with the, the front office. Um, just kind of what, what have you made of that? From a from a national eye, seeing a, a guy that so many people were were high on and excited, uh, you know, go down this this kind of scary road, this Dontrell Willis type of road. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, it reminds me of, of Matt Harvey in, in New York uh. a little bit. Uh, you know, Harvey was more established, obviously. By the time things started to trend downward for him, he was a little bit older. Uh, but the same thing, didn't want to go down to AAA the same way to kind of to find himself. You know, with, with Manoa, I go back to the spring training. I, I was doing an exercise looking at, like, what long-term contract extensions could look like for some young pitchers in baseball. And, and Manoa and Shane McClanahan in Tampa looked the same, looked very similar. I think I projected similar numbers for them and, and thought, you know, th- these are guys who probably want to hold off on signing a long-term deal because, you know, their futures are so bright. <laughs> and then you look at what happened to both of them for different reasons this year. McClanahan out with Tommy John surgery after being, you know, maybe the AL's best starter for a couple months. And Manoa having... This season, which, you know, whenever a starter at, at his age who should be in his prime has a year like this, you just wonder if there's some underlying physical issue. Uh, with, with Harvey, it was thoracic outlet syndrome uh, that, that really un- undermined the rest of his career. Uh, but, you know, it, it, just, it doesn't make a lot of sense that, that he's gone from being so good last year to being this way this year. And you just hope, you know, whatever it is they, the, the Jays and Manoa can get to the bottom of, that he can be a vital piece, you know, maybe next year. Uh, the Jays will have to tangle with Max Scherzer tonight, who starts for Texas. Can they afford to split this series, or do they, they need to win out, Toronto? Uh, you know, they can they can probably get away with splitting, uh, but it's a lot more precarious if you do that. You look at the remaining schedules for these teams. Uh, Toronto's got, I think, the third hardest schedule the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all AL East opponents, which means it's all teams uh, over 500, basically. Uh, and you know, one thing they've got going for them is the two teams they're they're really battling with right now are texas and seattle those two teams play seven play each other seven times the last week and a half of the season mm-hmm. so you know one of them is guaranteed to lose four of those games at least uh the problem is while those two teams are playing uh the jays are, are playing tampa both times um so you know you're not sure how much how much of an advantage that is at that point in the season uh but i, I think you know the, the way the schedules break down means that there's really no easy easy series for, for the Jays. They get the stock, I think Boston next, who they got a little bit of uh, revenge against the last time they played. Uh, but they don't have the break that, you know, Seattle gets Oakland for a series, uh, Texas gets Anaheim. Uh, they don't have that little breather in there that, that maybe you can sweep the series to rebuild momentum. One of the things I always find fascinating being up here and uh, paying attention to New York sports, which are a behemoth. I'm actually a Rangers and a Knicks fan, but I'm surprised that Mets fans are always Jets fans. 
Do you think that that fan base can like handle the level of disappointment that they've been dealt like, this year after you saw that last night? Were you worried for some individuals? I mean, man, it, I mean, it, go, it goes back to uh, the Jets starting with their, their games in at Chase Stadium uh, back in the 60s, you know, and, and training on Long Island where a lot of Mets fans live. Uh, but, the, the, you know, so much of the belief for those Mets and Jets fans throughout this Mets season has been, oh, we just got to get the football season. We just got to get the football season. Uh, and for that to happen to Aaron Rodgers that quickly, like, you know, it, it's been an oddity that, like, Justin Verlander will remember for, for pitching however, you know, 14 or 15 starts with the Mets this season in the middle of since with the Astros. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's possible he goes through his entire Jets tenure with one incompletion yeah. and, no, and, and, and nothing else. Uh, it's such a, a, a terrible situation when you're a fan base that you're, you spend so, so long looking for a, a big quarterback. You know, you're, neither of your teams has won in, in a generation. Uh, so much excitement for football season, at least, for it to go down that way. Uh, it's been a rough baseball season in New York, uh, and the football season is off to an even worse start. Yeah, at least the restaurants are good in New York, though, buddy. At least the restaurants are good. Uh, Tim, this, well, been a pl- that. this has been a pleasure. Thanks so much, man. I look forward to uh, talking to you again, hopefully, and enjoy the rest of the baseball season. No, anytime. Thanks for having me. Tim Britton, senior baseball writer at The Athletic. You can follow him and give him a read. Yeah, New York, man. Mets fans or Jets fans.